Welcome to the Guitar Freaks Podcast, where we turn beginning guitar players into guitar freaks. This podcast is sponsored by Fret Deck. And now your host, Justin Comstock. Welcome to the Guitar Freaks Podcast. This is your host, Justin Comstock. I am honored today to have some amazing guitar players on our podcast. We got Miles and Greg from Acoustic Alchemy. What is up, fellas? <laughs> hey, no, it's, it's uh, well, what time is it where you are in, in Utah? It's 7 a.m. It's 7 a.m. Why? Because I'm looking behind you and I, that's right, I couldn't work out whether that's sun rising or what <laughs> it was. No, it's, it's, it's the afternoon here. <laughs> Quite, I don't know, a few for here, it's kind of overcast and. Yeah, it's rainy. cloudy and rainy here in New York. Yeah. Very English, very English. Yeah. It's uh, it's fall time here, so it's getting a little bit cooler and stuff. And I woke up this morning and came outside. I, I'm actually in in the trailer, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> doing a doing an interview because my kids are sleeping inside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to wake them up because usually when I do these interviews, I I laugh a lot and we're we're uh, goofing off. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, a bit well, serious. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, again, I'm I'm so excited to have you both on the podcast. Uh, I've been a fan for a long time, uh, and a lot of fans have been excited uh, for for this interview. Uh, I just wanted to start. First of all, I, I just bought your amazing concert uh, uh, live from Lockdown from Oh my goodness, amazing! Amazing. Um, I, I just really enjoyed watching it and, and seeing you guys perform live. It really felt like I was at a concert uh, with you guys there. So thanks for making that and getting that ready for all your fans. Yeah. No, we enjoyed doing that, didn't we, Miles? It was, yeah, it was quite an interesting thing to do. It was, we sort of felt, you know, because of the lockdown situation that, uh, it, it was great for us to, to actually see each other and, and play together. Yeah, very cool, very cool concert, and then and then the live from lockdown uh, from your guys' homes was really that was very enjoyable to watch. I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. I'm glad it worked because we were yeah we were slightly nervous about whether it would transmit. You know, it's it, it's just, it's a weird one, just playing <laughs> playing by yourself, but. I, but like, 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 you know, Greg said at the time, uh, once the track's rolling in your headphones, it, it sort of is like you're there. It's you, you, you just something clicks and you're on, aren't you, Greg? Yeah, you know, yeah. off you go. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, it's true, and it was nice. I really, I really enjoyed it. It was, um, it, yeah, it just felt like all right. We were in different parts of the world, but. I get because we've been we've been doing it so long as a band, and this has been a, a very stable lineup for many years. This band, we kind of know each other, and the playing seemed pretty natural. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun watching you guys all in your houses and stuff. And <laughs> amazing, amazing! I'm so glad you guys did it. it uh, I know it's been a hard year for a lot of musicians uh, in regards to touring. Um, when when was the last show you guys had? It was Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. It was like in England. We are we we normally play this um, 
jazz club called the uh, Pizza Express Jazz Club. And we've been doing that every year for 20, 25 years. And always at that kind of uh, two weeks run up to Christmas. And that was the, yeah. So, so the, uh, the Grangers, the bass player and, and the drummer, the Americans, they come over and they uh, join us and we, and we do that for the for two weeks. Well, that was actually the last time we were together expecting to be going out on tour, obviously, um, yeah. this year. And of course, everything's pulled. And it's weird, isn't it? Because we were, we were at, at the time in March when lockdown started, we thought, well, even if we don't make it to the States, we'll certainly be able to play this Christmas again at the Pizza Express. But that's shut up now, isn't it, Miles, until yeah. next year? Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, weird. Wow, that's, uh, that's, that's crazy, almost a year. Holy cow. Um, let's see here. I want to kind of go into some of the inspirations behind some of your guys' songs. Um, and I'd like to first start off uh, with a song from Roseland. Uh, your song, Temple Meads. What, uh, what was the inspiration behind that song? Greg. <laughs> yeah. That was, I don't know why, but um, <clears throat> I think at the time, I was kind of listening to a lot of Coldplay. And um, and and I, I just think I kind of I don't know we kind of felt that it, it started out like that didn't it Miles that that yeah. kind of vibe and um, especially with the sort of kind of picking picking guitar and um, why we call it uh, Temple of Me's because it was also associated with Bristol wasn't it? Well. I can't remember what what, what was the connection. I mean, all other than the fact that I know that Penny uh, and your daughters were sort of into Coldplay at the same time, and and the, and the, that's right. The Penny was at uni in Bristol. Bristol uni, uh, Bristol uni, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, that's why that's why we called it Temple Meads. Uh, I'm very fond of that track, actually. It's uh, we, we've we've played it live a few times, and and it's worked uh, very well. I like I like that kind of hypnotic guitar picking and. And combine with, I mean, Miles does a fantastic solo on that. On, on yes, he does. And it's an interesting, it's an interesting mix to have the sort of nylon string and, and the and the electric. I mean, that's that's one of the things I think uh, where Alchemy have, have kind of gone is actually it started out as just two acoustic guitars, and and now uh, you know with Miles, it's uh, he's. He's very much brought the the electric guitar into as latterly as, as well, and I think that's a it's a great combination. I would I would never have thought um, years ago that a nylon string guitar and an electric guitar could work well together because they just seem like polar opposites, you know. But in fact, I, I think it's it works very well. I absolutely agree with you. I, I love the electric element that you guys have added with Miles. It's fantastic, <clears throat> fantastic. Uh, let's, I'd love to hear some, uh, uh, some inspiration of, of your song, No Messin' off of Radio Contact, which is my absolute favorite album by you guys. Well, no Messin'. Sorry, so that, you, there was a, just a little a bit of a loud, you've frozen for a minute there. 
So you're just saying what 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 was the in, the inspiration for no messing? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this one just started with a a little sort of it's just one of those more fun ideas. This one um, and. Uh, Actually, I sort of heard it as a little sort of Beatlesy sort of lick. This uh, something in that sort of I feel fine sort of vibe to it. Something very well sixties. It was that sixties sort of. I started with a beat. This little Beatlesy idea, stroke, um, and when I say sixties jazz, I'm thinking of the lighter sort of um, your Ramsey Lewis, um, or almost like your your sort of. Uh, your Burt Bacharach type sort of lighter 60s jazzy sounds. Uh, so that was the starting point. Um, when we're writing, either Greg or I, we tend to bring a little idea to the table. So they'll always a start. It's not often, it's a sort of admission of failure if neither of us actually has a starting point. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't but, done your homework. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's not a case of, well, I've got a G sharp. What have you got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of the other ones brings us, a, a, you know, something to the table. So it'll either be a melody or a, a little progression, something. So yeah. what I brought to the table was that the, the original, the opening lick, uh, and some chords uh, and basically a vibe that sort of that sort of sort of um, essentially the groove of it and and we sort of went from there really um, so that was the starting point uh, uh, as to how things what once we start sort of in, in the you know once we're collaborating that that's when obviously for us that's when things get interesting because uh, that's when the ideas get thrown into the mix that, that you sort of weren't expecting. Um, and the, I remember that even though it started with my um, backing, as it were, you know, the, 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 the riff uh, and the groove, um, a lot of the melody was Greg's idea. I remember him just throwing a few things down on the nylon. And I remember thinking, well, that was good. And that was good. Oh yeah, and we should keep that, you know, and, and that sort of happened quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I, I think for both of us, and but I, I've, I, I'm pretty rubbish on my own, you know. I mean, I obviously we, we'll, as Miles said, we will work on ideas separately, but I think the real thing happens when we get together because you know when you're both sitting in a room, then you then you can things seem to speed up and. You know, ideas come a lot, a lot quicker, and you 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 become very, very focused because it's just it's just you two in the room in the studio, and you're you know, and you, you're going to get into an, into a sort of another world where, if you like, the outside world, you know, is is outside, and we're just doing what we're doing, um, and and that's that's a lot of fun. And of course, the shame is that during this whole lockdown thing, we haven't been able to do that. You know, I mean. I suppose we we could if we want. I suppose we could try and do it like this, but it's not the same. You, it, it's not no. the same. It's actually sitting next to someone, and, and and also we're, you know, we're not we're not shy. If if Miles doesn't like something I've done, he'll say, and and the same, and vice versa. You know, um, 
but it, it's it's a lot of fun and we put in a, you know it's a good day isn't it Mars we, we'll start yeah. early and and carry on until it's bedtime you know and um it's great yeah I can't sort of I can't imagine doing that on zoom you know when you talk about the length of the days and you know it's okay to do a little liaise with on zoom but you know full days on zoom I think just nah. working Greg I think it would nah. be all right I think there's, you know, there's an energy that needs to be felt, you know, with yeah. music, um, you know, so there's, there's that collaboration yeah. that, that you need to be present in the moment with, with yeah. that other person that you're collaborating yeah. with. I'm afraid so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it makes a huge I know, difference. I, I know, but one thing that for me, for when, when I, that, that always helps having Greg there, it's, it's always a, a big element is that when I'm thinking of ideas by myself, it, it's I just discount everything you know I'll, I'll play something and I'll think that nah, was rubbish and then I'll think well what about this oh no it's rubbish and then I'll just I just I'm just my my I, so, so such a destructive critic at anything I do and of course if Greg's there he'll say actually no just go back one uh, that 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 was good you know and I'll think oh well I thought it was rubbish no 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 that was actually all right that was good you take that, and then if you go that, and off you go. You're going, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's that horrible, just yeah. When you're by yourself, it's just yeah, yeah brutal. Yeah. You guys <laughs> have each other to build off of, and yeah. But sometimes I've found, like uh, on Thirty Three and a Third, the last album, is that um, sometimes, you know, Miles, you know, Miles would. Roll, roll, roll what we had. In other words, if you like the the backing, and and he would say to me, or I would say to him, right, try a melody, just go for it. And 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 it's just because you're you're pushed in and you're forced, in, you're backed into a corner. Sometimes you just come out with something because you you have to, you know. Yeah. And uh, I mean that happened a few times. I I remember, you know, um, we play the play what we had, and and you were trying to work a melody, and then suddenly something just. Yeah, that yeah. was great. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Collaboration and you know getting together. There's just, it's just so important in in music. And in, in my opinion, it's. I would imagine it'd be very hard to do over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to hear about your song uh, Thirty Three and a and a Third. What was the inspiration behind that? <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to think now, which one was 33 and a third? That was the... Um... It's very, it's fully landscaped as 33 and a third. It is, it's the big it's, landscape one. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the yeah. big, it's the big production, which started, it, it, I'm trying to think, think how it, how it even started, Greg. Um, I know, yeah, it just, it just started with um, a sort of six, nine chord shape. Um, <clears throat> over a drone and I was just moving, uh, literally just moving this thing around. Um, it, so it's uh, sort of got a, a bit of a modal thing going around, on, but I was literally just moving this That's right, it's, it's, yeah. around on the fretboard with a drone. It's the one that goes dum, 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 ba, ba, ba. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's come back to me now. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> For 10 points. Uh, and so I started with, with that. Uh, again, so there was no melody to start with. It was just 
that was the germ of the idea mm -hmm. moving this thing out and discovering that actually because it's uh, quite a, as i say a modal sort of sound um it's one of those things you can sort of move all over the fretboard and it yeah. sounds interesting in in a lot of places um uh because the, the chord isn't sort of pushing you uh, like, 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 like a standard, uh, uh, you know, uh, tritone sort of chord, mm -hmm. uh, which, which sort of pushes you and, you know, you, you have to follow yeah. up. We're going to both have the, the sort of, you know, we're probably, yeah. we've done the music education. So yeah. <laughs> we've got that on one hand telling you where chords should be going. But then sometimes yeah. saying, oh, Let's just do the other thing, like someone who doesn't know anything about guitar whatsoever, and move some stuff around. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> well, the, that, the other. That started, yeah. Sorry, the other the other interesting thing, isn't it, Miles? Is that when you start something, it doesn't necessarily go where you think it's going to go, because no. the best you know, ones the, don't. Yeah. Because if you if you add a sound, you know, if you add a timbali or, or some or something another or a, an orchestral sound or something it it can evolve and change the way what you're think the way you're thinking about the piece that you're writing kind of you put in a different flavor and suddenly yeah. it it, it uh, sparks uh, sparks something else you know yeah no i remember it, sorry go on no i was gonna say a good example of that it's nothing to do with us i remember watching uh 10cc talking about i'm not in love Right. And that just started with, um, I'm pretty sure it was maybe Eric who started that one. He just played it on guitar and it was a, it literally was just a bossa on the guitar. And, and the rest of the band, he, he played it and the rest of the band, he thought, this is, this is quite good. Uh, and the rest of the band went, meh, you know, it's just a bossa, <laughs> you know. And I guess it wasn't until they, they took that, I, you know, they, they took it, that idea somewhere else because I remember when it was in the charts for weeks and weeks on end and loving it. The last thing I thought was, oh, this is just a bossa. I didn't hear the bossa <laughs> at all. No. I, I heard the voice, you know, that fantastic choral stuff going on. Um, apart from the fact it's beautifully written in terms of chords and, and melody um, and subject, lyrics. Yeah. Um, the, the journey of actually writing it, you know, it took a massive sort of turn. It was a, it left the beaten track and that's when it got interest. That's when the band got, went, Ooh, I know what we can do next. Of course, of course, now I think now you have now, like in your studio, you have access to so many sounds, you know, whereas, um, you know, before, if you're just sitting there with, Ba you know basic guitars you, you know you now you can actually say oh well i wonder what that would sound like yeah with a choir or with some strings or with yeah. this or with that and you can just pull it up and, and listen to it and think yeah or no um yeah. that, that's that's also changed things as well isn't it? the your kind of palette now because it's, it's quite a big a big sound palette that you can actually draw on because you know with, with your with a computer you can just pull out all sorts of sounds do you like this what about that symbol sound or, or it's um there's a lot more there's a lot more choice isn't there yeah which is good or bad yeah just, just spend weeks <laughs> yeah there could be bad because there's so many options i've been in that boat in the studio and i'm like uh there's so many sounds to choose from i don't know what to do <laughs> 
Well, in terms of collaborating with each other, I know it's changed with um, kind of the lockdown and everything. Um, do you guys meet often to uh, write songs or um, do you just end up going into the studio and then hitting it off uh, in the studio? Um, we'll, it's, it's kind of a prearranged thing. So that if we say, right, you know, it's time to, we, we've got to do another record. We want to do another record. Then like Miles said, we'll probably, each of us will, do some wood sharing at home, get, get, get some ideas. So at least they've got something to um, take, you know, because I, I live in London, Miles lives in York, so I don't see him every day. It's, um, yeah. Even though in terms of distances in America, it's not very far, yeah. but it feels like a long way over here. Um, so we'd have to make a, you know, we'd, we'd have to make a, this is what I'm doing. I'm gonna come up for you, come up to, to, to you uh, for a, a couple of weeks and, that's what we're, that's all we're going to focus on it's just just doing that um yeah very cool very cool um oh one more song that i wanted to ask about it's an older one so greg you would probably be the one to answer this one uh i, I one of my favorite songs um from your album uh natural elements is drake's drum <laughs> I like yeah. that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Drake's drum. That's that's one that uh, Nick and I uh, did. I, I remember at the time I was kind of listening to a guy called David Munro, and he was into early and had early music. He had the uh, early early music console, and I was just listening to a lot of that sort of stuff and I think that was in my head at the time this kind of early music and and um that the kind of the drone thing and the whole it sounds a bit you know Elizabethan whatever shoot shoot you know that it has that vibe and um that's kind of where where, where it came from really sure 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 you had to you had to go back in time for that one <laughs> the 1988 i think that one came out right yeah yeah i think i i would have been two years old <laughs> ouch yeah ouch in 1988 <laughs> yeah. uh, no i love we love early alchemy stuff as well it's it's uh you and uh nick did some beautiful arrangements uh over the years and and we appreciate uh um, the collaboration that you guys had, uh, a lot of beautiful yeah, music. Thanks. I mean, that was, it was different then because it was literally <clears throat> just, it was literally just two, we'd go away somewhere. We'd, again, it's the same kind of thing where I'll go up to miles and we just shut ourselves off. Nick and I would just go away to this place in the new forest and just, and that was it. We just had two guitars and all we had was a cassette recorder and we would just, you know, knock ideas together. And it was it was the same thing, perhaps more so with Nick, that um, you had to do something because you can't just sit in a room with someone and, you know, not come up with anything. Um, you were kind of forced into it. So uh, at, that, at that time, we would we would have all these ideas and, put, and then we 
um, we would bring in this other guy called John Parsons, who was brilliant at kind of finishing songs. He was fantastic at that, John. Um, so he would hear what we had and he would say, oh, why don't you try this or try that? Um, and then we would go to the studio in Germany where things were, you know, things, things were added, the, the other, other, other instruments. Um, and again, we didn't quite know what it was going to turn out like until, uh, until the end, because it, 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 it is interesting that when you, when you start, when you start recording something and then someone else comes in and plays piano, it can change it. It, it can, mm. it can make it feel different. Um, and like with Miles now, what you finish up with might not necessarily be quite what you thought the direction you thought it might, you know, it might go in. But I find that also extraordinary, Miles. And when we're playing live, if you, if we had, when we have a different bass player or a different drummer or a different keyboard player, that changes things as well, oh, doesn't it? Massive, yeah. No, it's huge. It's performances are the thing that that that, that changes song, aren't they? So even if it's a studio performance or a live performance, it, it, it's providing you've got your ears open. It, yeah. it, those are the things that, that sort of excite you, unless it's a unless it's a, not a great performance, and those do happen. <laughs> like, in which case, part of your ear thinks, well, "What's going on over there? Hang on, what's <laughs> happening there? This is this isn't sitting down, you know." It just it's like it's like having a mosquito in your ear. It's like, yeah, hang on, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it does. This is the real world, you know. But generally speaking, you know, uh, uh, that extra performance will will be an exciting. You think, oh wow, you know, and uh, it, it it's yeah, it reminds you why you're in the business. It's it makes you excited, and you think, whoa. Yeah, but yeah. well, it's it's funny sometimes, isn't it? When you're playing live, if someone, well, one of them messes up or is in the wrong place, it can have a it can have a, such a knock-on effect in the whole band. Yeah, yeah. well, suddenly your concentration goes. You, you, you're sort of thinking, what's gone wrong here? And, and you're not thinking <laughs> about your own notes, and so, so you stop thinking about your own notes because you're thinking what's going wrong, and then you mess up your. <laughs> <laughs> it turns into one of those things where someone kicks the kicks the can over, which knocks the axe over, which spins <laughs> up. <laughs> that's real. That's really how it happens. It's really it's just everybody kind of falls down when it's like, huh, huh, <laughs> little mosquito in the ear, Miles. <laughs> oh, you guys are funny. Um, I'd like to know. You guys have have been touring and performing for what the past thirty years. Um, what, uh, what has been some of your most precious moments with your fans playing live? Greg? Uh, are you talking about, well, the only thing, you, what do you mean venues where, where it's been an amazing concert? Yeah. Uh, well, we're lucky. We, I think we've had quite a lot. There's some great venues in the States. Uh, we one that obviously is exciting for us is the uh, jazz festival on Catalina Island, um, because you know you have to get a boat from LA over there, take all your gear, and set up in this massive ballroom. Um, that that's and it's to a huge audience. That's that's pretty exciting. Um, but there there are loads, aren't there? I mean, because we are we have different. You know, we'll either be playing in a, a club 
or we'll be playing uh, in a theater, which, which is great, where it's a bit more of a controlled environment, or these festivals outside, they're less, they're less controlled because they tend to be, they tend to be, you're kind of rushed on stage to do a quick sound check because there's so many acts, so many bands, and you haven't sure. really got, you know, you just could basically get a line check. And mm -hmm. that can be quite nerve wracking really because, you know, you're, you're not quite sure what's going to happen. But when sometimes those, those big live things where you're really thrown in at the deep end work out the best, don't they? Yeah, no, it's, no, so we, like you say, some of the, uh, Venues are are beautiful uh, and sort of spectacles. Yeah, I remember a nice theatre we played in Italy once, which was a sort of seventeenth century, which was just oh wow, so Nick was still alive then. It was yeah. Quite, um, but thinking back to what you were saying about interactions with your with, with the fans, Justin. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it, some of it it really is profound because. They have been following, like you were saying, pre 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 running the tape. That that they've been with us for so long. You know, we we've played, we've had our music played at people's weddings. They'll tell us that yeah. that, that they've had our music, and they they'll say this was the high point of my wedding, having you know such and such a song played. Um, we've had fans who who we've known and until sadly. A, a relation has come to a show and said, you know, that he's died now, but he, he loved you. And and, and yeah. we know exactly who they mean. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, he used to see us at San Francisco, you know, every year and now he's gone. And so that comes and goes, uh, which is touching and sad, but it's it's also, you know, it's it's family. It's that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I mean that, that's the that's the nice thing, isn't it? Because after a show we, we will always I mean you know, we'll come out and meet the fans. We'll always do it at the sort of merch table, and and it's it's great. You, it's such a nice thing to do, isn't it? It'd be a bit weird if you never actually saw, if you never actually had contact with <laughs> yeah, anybody. Yeah. You know, um, no. and the guys as well, the the forces guys will tell you that you know they were out in Iraq, and the yeah. one thing that kept them sane at the end of the day, you know, they'll be out having a day of hell, yeah. unimaginable hell, and they'll come back and they'll put the headphones on and listen to some alchemy. And you think, yeah. my God. I know. It's, yeah. uh, it's a big deal. You don't think this when you're sitting in no. the studio. <laughs> it's just like, what, what yeah. we next, you know? It's, uh, <laughs> the, the long tail, as they, they say in business. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been, uh, honestly, it's been really neat the past couple of days seeing uh, how your fans uh, have interacted with some of my posts on social media and you guys have some great fans. You really do. And I've, I noticed it because I interact with a lot of fans of other, other artists. And I was, I was blown away with, with how passionate um, your fans are for, for about your music. And I'm one of them. I, I definitely am absolutely one of them. So um it, it's it's amazing to see so you guys are doing something right <laughs> and it's because we're still passionate about the music ourselves absolutely we, we, we would never you know it's inconceivable that we'd just stick a couple of chords down and say all right that'll do <laughs> <laughs> we just 
you, uh, if you knew the agony that went on, <laughs> <laughs> this stuff does not get easier, you know. And you do you you beat yourself up over this stuff, over yeah. the placement of a note and yep. uh, or a yeah. chord or whatever. Yeah. Because I mean, you reach a point sometimes where you think, well, you know, I've I've played all my chords, <laughs> or you know, I mean, it's. You know what? What else? What else can you do that you feel is going to be different? And it's it's not easy, is it? Yeah. But like I say, when some you know when when we're together, something can happen. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So awesome. Um, I know you guys uh, have your uh, live from lockdown and live from uh, Daryl uh, from Daryl's house, which are fantastic. Um, if if our any of our listeners haven't bought that, you need to go buy it. It's amazing, uh, the the audio quality and just the live concerts that Acoustic Alchemy does is just it's fantastic. I watched it, stayed up all night watching it, and it's just it's fantastic. Go find it. You can find it on your website on the, you guys' website, right? Yeah, um, that's where I bought it from. That's probably the best place to. I think that's probably the only place you can get it is your website, huh? Yeah, I think I mean it's it would take you to Vimeo. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool. Um, and it sounds like you guys were going to put out um, a vinyl. We are. We're just in the process of it. For your, from your last album, your last two albums, that correct? Yeah, we're literally. Oh, cool. uh, do you yeah, guys have no, a date when those are going to be available? Well, <laughs> this is the thing. Um, because obviously in, in lockdown, we were thinking, um, yeah, I mean, 33 and a third, that'd be great to, to put out on, on vinyl. But then so did everyone else, you know, because. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's quite a, uh, so we're, I'm, we're just about to hand over the money for the, you know, for the, we, we've got, we've got every, everything, everything's in place. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it, um, there's such a backlog Sure. Because, because vinyl has become, people like vinyl now. Yep. And, and, and obviously there's not so many factories. So I think at the earliest it will come out will be March, I, I think. Because, cool, cool. Because there's a lot of, that you know, we're in line. There's a lot of- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll watch for it. And I'm excited to get to get some acoustic alchemy on vinyl. I'm, I listen to a ton of vinyl, so I'm very excited about that, so. Yeah, we're doing it on, um, you know the 180 grams, re really good quality vinyl. And yeah. it's going to be it's going to be really good. I'm so excited, so excited to have you guys on vinyl. <laughs> well, Miles and Greg, it has been an absolute joy uh, talking with you guys about your music, about uh, your performances. I'm I'm absolutely honored to have you guys on the podcast. You guys are welcome back anytime. So any uh, any studio albums that you put out in the future. Um, Hit me up and uh, and you guys uh, come back and we'll talk about uh, the music that you guys create because it is wonderful. And uh, in behalf of all of your fans, we, we love what you guys do and we uh, we can't stop listening to Acoustic Alchemy. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank you <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Uh, to all our listeners, uh, thanks for listening to our interview with Acoustic Alchemy. You can find us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram and head on over to Facebook and join our uh, Guitar Freaks podcast Facebook page. Um, 
Greg, Miles, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Cheers. Yeah. Rock on, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Guitar Freaks Podcast. Check out www.fretdeck.com to help you learn the guitar. 